0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am Episode number 16. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God and what He's got in store for us to hear. And as you know, we've been going through a Bible study called Faith and Hope and Courage in Changing Times. And with the pandemic, we've been going through a changing time in this world. Normal it's been told that we may not get, get back to normal but in parts of the United States there is normalcy but not all the way back. Um, today we're going to be sharing the last thought on this Bible study and I hope it's been beneficial to you I hope it's been helpful to you. Some of this um, podcast, this Bible study was done on the other network. I am going to work to get it over to here so you guys can hear more of the Bible study. I think we're going to be taking like one day a week and um, and then uh, go from there. But We'll see what happens. I'm going to, and also out of the two days a week, we're going to be going to a devotional book that um, God, I was flipping through it when we were going through the estate stuff, and uh, and I'll be going through the dates that the day that it is, and it kind of was a devotion book that we just went through again too, but I'm gonna you know, read it, read what it says there, and then I'm going to put my thoughts to it, how God wants it to come out. So, it's called J.P. Phillips for this day. And it, it was, um, it was made, it's a 365-day, uh, devotional book. Um, but, We're in the midst of the year already, so when we get through it, we, you know, the guy might refer to other things, but we'll see how God goes. This is what God's showing me right now. But it was copyrighted in 1974, and first American print in 1975, so it's going to be like a nice little book. We're going to start with that tomorrow, podcast, Uh, so... But we're gonna finish up this podcast on Faith, Hope, and Courage in a Changing Time. And and it's called Live a Balanced Life. And we're gonna share two thoughts on that, two different two different scriptures on that. Then we're gonna have our prayer time with the request that came in. Then We're going to be going to our God teaches us in a different way segment. Which, you know, I'm saying segments, but we've been doing it all the way through one. And it's called Listening at the Door. And it's uh, something that I've been, uh, kind of helped me when I was preparing for the podcast last night. Because it's something I've been considering. And then you know we'll do our closing remarks so we got quite a bit to get to let me get a drink of my Gatorade here and let's open up in prayer dear heavenly father we ask you to be with us as we go through this podcast we ask you lord just to guide and anoint every word that is said here let let us use this podcast the way you want it to be used lord we just ask you all this in jesus name Amen Well, we're going to start with our Bible study and if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to open them up to the book of First Peter The book of first Peter And we're going to look at chapter number five we're going to look at verses seven and eight. First Peter chapter number five, verses seven and eight. It says, "Cast all your cares upon Him, for He careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil." As a roaring lion walks about, seeking whom he may devour. Now, we're going to read the first verse again. And then we're going to go to what it says. Okay? It says, Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Now, basically what this is telling us here, this first verse To help us keep a balanced life spiritually and humanly, we have to cast our cares upon God. Now you might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, you talked about this quite a few times here in this book. That's because they wanted to prepare you that we need to go to God when things come our way. And they wanted to teach you that God is there for you. And let me tell you something, saints, it's true. He is there for you. He wants to take care of you. He wants to help you. He wants you to want for nothing. He don't want you to do it. Now, does he want you to be lazy in that work? No, he wants you to work. He wants you to go out. But when it comes to the storms of your life, when it comes to the things going on in your life, He wants you to come to him and let him take care of it. And the better thing is here that God knows the beginning, the middle, and the end of our lives. Okay? We just see a fragment of our lives. God knows everything about us. God is all-knowing. Nothing surprises him when we have a trial you might be saying well pastor ron if he knows that why doesn't he intervene because he wants us to make the decisions because he don't want us to be robots he wants to help us and i'm sure he sits up in heaven on some of our looking days because his days is like a thousand years to our his day is like a thousand years to our day and he sits there and say, why don't they just ask me for help? Because sometimes we make the job harder because we try to fix it ourselves. And that makes our life unbalanced. Because now we're trying to deal with raising our kids, working, working for the Lord, trying to serve the Lord, trying to figure out our problems, and it's weighing us down. And we get depressed, we get cranky, we get mad, kids get unruly. All because they're not living a balanced life by letting God take care of their needs because he wants to take care of them. We got to kick ourselves off the thrones of our lives and let God take over and do what he asking us to let him do because he knows he has a plan and he wants to help you all right now let's look let's look at verse 8 for the second part it says be sober be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walks about seeking who he may devour now basically what this is telling us yes god wants us to give him our needs. Alright. But if we don't know what our needs are, we can't give it to him. He don't want our defenses to go down. See, sometimes when we think everything is hunky-dory, everything's traveling along the road with nothing going on. It's peaceful. You haven't had a storm in life, maybe in two weeks, maybe ten weeks. But that's what the devil wants. He wants to bring you to a false sense of security. You, I was watching... Uh, Star Trek Insurrection, I think it was. Where Captain Picard met his clone self. A younger version of him. That was we supposed to rapidly age him and replace him by the Romulans. Under another government but that government broke and a new government came to power but my point is there when they found a android that looks like commander data which is an android and they started picking pieces of up and it was just so conveniently hidden within a kilometer of all the pieces and the captain, Captain John Luke Picard, played by Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart, said, looking at the camera, this is too easy. I don't like this. In other words, it was going on too good, it was going on too easy, and it smelled fishy for him as a captain. You know, something didn't smell right. And on those to them, they were being they, they got chased by the inhabitants of that planet to try to stop them, but it didn't work. They got on board their shuttle, which were able to more control it to fly. They jumped the the buggy they were in right into the back of it, and they got away. And they took the ship, they took the body, I mean the android, and to the ship, and so on and so on. But the point I was trying to make there, the captain said, this is too easy. Something's not right. That's what we need to experience. When life is going too easy, we got to be prepared to be alert, to be vigilant. And because if he said that, it got the other two crew members and him to be more vigilant. Okay? So they could deal with what's coming their way when it comes, and that's what God was, wants us to do, and that's what Jesus was trying to teach them in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying before he was taken to be crucified for our sins on the cross. He told them not to sleep, be vigilant. He wants now—is was he—is he is telling us not to sleep in real life? No. We need our rest, and he wants us to get his rest, but he wants us to be prepared. He wants us to be on the lookout. He wants us to be, not be taken by surprise that things could go wrong, all right? Because he loves us, and that helps us stay balanced. And how it helps us stay balanced, if we're looking for the thing to come, and when it comes, we'll know what to deal with by going to Jesus and praying about it and praying about it and praying about it until God answers the prayer now I know there's different religions out there of the that served Jesus some says pray once and that's it some says pray all the time some says God knows you need don't pray but let me tell you something Saints I believe the answer is coming, and it was sent the first time you prayed. But I believe that you still should pray until it gets answered. No matter if it's a year from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you still should be praying, And if it's still put on your heart. Now, if God still got it on your heart to pray, and you feel that you need to pray strongly, that's when you pray. You only stop praying when God... God takes that desire or that thing or that prayer out of your mind or that I can't, you know, I got to pray, I got to pray. If you feel like you don't want to, got to pray for that thing no more, then stop. But we need to pray and we need to be vigilant to keep, to keep a healthy spiritual life and a physical life. Because if we're learning to watch for what's going on, And we're learning to give it to God, let God worry about it, why we're focusing on what we need to focus on, our kids, our wives, our families, our car, our jobs. Now, am I saying we're not going to be affected by what's going on? Yes, we're going to be affected. But when we're affected, that's when we take it to God. Like, what's going on with... uh, with the state here with my brother-in-law one minute he's this way one minute he's that way one minute he wants to gonna do it this way one minute we're going to try to do it that way and and the and the same thing is constant we got to be ready that maybe we might have to move out of the house but the problem is what he doesn't realize is he's not giving us enough time whatever because if the house doesn't sell and he decides to sell the house which we're trying to pray that we keep the house because he has a house and his des- and his mom's desire was for us to have the house even though the will said it needed to be sold but on her deathbed she told her son to try to keep her daughter in the house for appreciation for what they did she did for taking care of her now he is trying to do that but he keeps jumping around, and and then he said, if we do go to sell it, he wants us to to move back. And if we don't sell by winter, that we got to move back in. Well, we can't go get a lease, we can't go get a house, we can't go do this, we can't go do that unless we know exactly what to do. All right. Now, so that's why we've been praying for things. But it used to scare the heck out of me. And it worried that. But then I told my wife, we got to pray to God. One, what we want. Now, sometimes what we want ain't what God wants. Sometimes it is what God wants. And we may not want. But we need to pray about the situation. And that's why I put it on the podcast, Pray Question. You know, praise. Prayer list, and that's why i pray every almost throughout the whole day but but then i got to let him take care of it and do the work not us all right so that's what a healthy balanced life is spiritually and physically for times like these we got to go to god and let him do his job all right so That's what today's Bible study was on. And basically, it sums up the whole thing that we were doing. We need to go to God and let God take care of it. Alright? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good, and he's good all the time. Now we're going to go to our prayer request segment. And I'm briefly going to go through them. Um, my dad, which is part of the church group of God's Internet Church Online. Um, I'm adding, as we speak, an unspoken thing. And I'll share with that when God, because God's birthing it in me right now. The ideal. So I'm not really don't feel that God wants me to share it, but I feel he wants me to pray about it. So we're going to do that as an unspoken. And I will share with you as we go. But we're going to pray for my dad, the aneurysm on his aorta, and his breathing, and his strength, like we've been praying for. We're going to continue to pray for my mom. And this heart thing that happened with her, and they think it's because of her sarcophagus, fell down and it you know not up where it should be because it's got holes in it and stuff and you know it needed to be operated on but a lot of things happened where it couldn't happen now it's hitting her heart and that's what's causing the heart chest pains but the heart doctor thinks her heart's fine but it was found by her primary care doctor and he was worried and they wanted to give her a stress test but the heart doctor said no because she had stroke before doing the stress test, so he wants to try to do something with medicine, and that's where we're at there, and that's what we got to pray about. And then my cousin Margaret, which is part of the local uh, part of the God's Internet Church group, um, she lost her mom around the same time. My wife lost her mother; she's still grieving. And she's still grieving from her dad, even though she lost him about five years ago. So she's really, really in a, not a dark place, but a place. And she's holding on to God, but she's also wanting people to pray for her. Then the friend that lives on the street that we live on, his name is Lloyd. He has cancer, but he started out where his immune system was almost non-existent. As far as I know, it still is. But it might be getting a little better because he basically told my wife that he's starting to get better So the uh, chemo that he's on must be helping Then we're going to pray for my friend sean for an unspoken for him and for him to keep from getting the coronavirus because he just came out of it And keep his son from keeping getting it, but his wife has still got it And the way I talk she hasn't changed and i so we really need to pray for her her name is becky then i told you about what we want to pray for for paul about the state stuff and and then i got another friend in georgia his name is paul and i got to get to talk to him today or tomorrow or something because um we need to catch up until we know how what with this and we need to pray for his back because he heard it and then for his kid not to get coronavirus and and her this is her first week of pre-k school so then for us for the estate stuff and then for my friend Sean which is like a brother to me we need to pray for his dad because he's got coronavirus but way I understand he just got the coughing so we're going to pray for that then we're going to continue to pray for the ones I preached at church Sunday. They did have coronavirus, but they didn't have it that day. They went through their quarantine and they got tested and everything is good there. We just want to pray for their recovery. They're back to the church. He's back. Well, he had me preaching last had me preaching last Sunday that just went by. But he'll probably be getting back to the pulpit this Sunday. Unless he, you know, we'll see what happens. And then the unspoken that I said I was adding. And God's not giving me a, a, the ability to add it to letting you know what the knowledge is right now. It's in the birthing stages of my heart and he's speaking to me. But, we, but he's also... Want me to ask for guidance? All right, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for being a God that you're there for your creation, that you care for your creation, that you can all the fix your creation. And Lord, I just ask you to be my dear dad. His name is Jim, Lord. I just ask you to touch that. Go inside his body, Lord, and figure out what, where this aneurysm came from, and stop it from growing, Lord. And let everything go good for my dad, and let him start to feel better, and restrengthen the aorta wall, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to be with my mom in this heart situation that they're trying to treat by medicine, and let everything go the way you need it to go. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin Margaret with this loss of her mother, Lord. We just ask you to help her get over the grieving of both her parents, Lord. But we know we need to grieve, Lord. But don't let her prolong it. You know, I mean, this is time she's in a stage that she's going to grieve. And I mean, my wife is still grieving and so am I. But she's got to realize she's got to move on, even though she's grieving, Margaret does. And eventually she'll figure out things will get better as the days go by. And Lord, we ask you to be with Lloyd's cancer, Lord. We ask you to touch him and heal him, Lord. And let the, the, the chemo work like it's supposed to work. And Lord, I ask you to be with my brother, Sean. He's like a brother to me. But from another mother, I ask you to be with his unspoken, Lord. And let everything go good there. I ask you to keep him from not getting coronavirus back. I ask you to keep their son, Philip, safe from not getting the coronavirus. And I ask you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to take your healing hands. Because you're the great physician. You're the great architect. Go inside Becky's body right now in the name of Jesus. Find the source where the uh, coronavirus is attacking. And take the coronavirus out of her, Lord. And Lord... If for some reason you don't Lord we just ask you to help her Lord Jesus and Lord I ask you to be with our my brother-in-law Paul and Lord I we just ask you to let Paul be fair and let him try to give us this house Lord like her mom want let him work it out Lord let him realize he has a house and let, let, he knows his sister wants this house. Let him work it out, Lord. And Lord, help us also be prepared just in case if it don't happen. Open up opportunities if it don't happen. You know what the opportunity is, Lord, if we're going to give this house or not. We just ask you to help us be prepared if not, Lord. But our desire, Lord, is to keep the house. And Lord, I ask you to be with my friend Paul in Georgia. And I just ask you to touch, keep touching his back and heal him, Lord, and be with his kid as she's going to kindergarten, and keep her safe, Lord, from the coronavirus, and let her be a good kid, there, Lord. And Lord, I ask you be with my friend Sean's mom and dad, Lord, and they're like parents to me too, because he's like a brother to me. I ask you be with Sam in his coronavirus, Lord, be with this coughing and touch and heal him, Lord. And I ask you to be with his mother, Robin, Lord, and help her not get the coronavirus and everything go good there. I ask you to be with my cousin Fred and his wife, Teresa, as they're finishing up recovering from COVID. Lord, I just ask you to help them and bring them through safely and let everything go the way you want, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with that unspoken that I told the, the group about, podcast about. And Lord, I just ask you to guide me through those decisions, Lord. And just move by your spirit in these situations. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. God is good, and He's good all the time. We're going to go to our prayer request segment and oh no i mean god teaches us in a different way and the story is it is saying listening at the door a true story by Jural johnson sometimes i wish i had a way to show you the pictures it's about two pages it's not a long thing. well it's about a page and a half but the picture is two stages, pages. It says, it was hard work starting a church from scratch. It was especially difficult because our group had no building to meet in. Every Sunday we carry in sound system equipment and set up chairs at a saint's gathering in the community center on Wednesday evenings. We sang, studied the Bible and prayed in a rented office space. No splash, no advertising campaigns, just a group of Christians meeting for worship and following 90% of the people in our small city were unaware of the gathering. But one person knew, Ruby, the office cleaning lady. You go ahead with your meeting, she said on Wednesdays as we came into the office. I closed the door and cleaned the other spaces while you there she motioned to the room beyond the double doors i leave that room to to last we would have been surprised to know that while we stand while we sang ruby was not cleaning the next office instead she was sitting with her ear to the crack in the door listening to the music every note yet we were a little surprised when she and her family showed up uh, one Sunday for church. I enjoyed the music so much on Wednesday, I had to come to hear more, she said. Soon Ruby came regularly. Her heart yearned for God, and before long, she had committed her life to the Savior. Ruby has enthusiastically about the church, and more than anything, she wanted us to have a place of our own for worship. When we held special events to raise money for a new building, she helped. She told friends, and soon they came to see for themselves. She had changed Ruby. What has changed Ruby? Ruby? She's so excited about it, about the church. A friend said, the music, Why? you people have gotten Ruby singing. She actually knows all these songs. From a merger retirement check she gave generously to the church and supported it with her attendance. But she didn't live to see the new building. Weakened by lung cancer, aid by hospice, she laid wrecked and spent in her tiny apartment for day six for day six of us came to sing for her the last time choking back tears we sang the old rugged cross what a friend we have in Jesus and worship choruses. she loved the music and had drawn her to the church in the first place and grant gentle ease her from the life to the next Ruby memorial service was a musical treat. Friends wept as they sang her favorite and the organ peals the melody she loved. At a busy intersection in our city stands a church, Ruby's church. Music continued to draw people to its doors. When we gathered I often think of her. Does she know about the new building? Most likely, but that may not be important now. No longer listening at a crack in the door. She now sees Ruby singing, clapping, tapping her foot, even dancing to the angel's music in heaven in the front row. This story... When I read it yes, yesterday in my office, preparing for this podcast tugged my heart and it made me cry. Not because of my mother-in-law passing away, but because, because we don't realize what we do for the Lord affects people alright we got to keep our work going and ministry going no matter if it looks bleak no matter if it looks help if you just touch somebody in your ministry you could be a Sunday school teacher you could be a church trying to start a church you could be an online service like me which our church services has been kind of lean lately on viewers. It went from between 500 people to a thousand and it's nothing that I did. It's just I when the churches came back from the COVID where they could go back people went back for the hungering of going to their churches and I renewed the time of my podcast my broadcast because I used to do it at night like 10 11 12 o'clock sometimes 8 or I would do it during the day and then share it wait to share it to the groups about 8 9 o'clock and I got feedback now I'm not saying I didn't do anything wrong No one did anything wrong. I just think the love of being cooped in, people don't want to be inside watching their computers. So online broadcasting sometimes, it's kind of at a lean moment right now. But unfortunately, the way this COVID variants, new COVID variants acting, we all could be quarantined again, and my attendance pie will go up again. Now, my attendance is going up because, you know, of different times. I'm not, I am doing it live, but I also don't share it to the groups for the group where the world sees it until like 7, 8 o'clock at night. So, or 9, or something, and then then I'm doing a second service at 10 o'clock like I used to. But... God spoke to me through this because I was getting to the point where I was frustrated. And I'll be honest with you, so this kind of hit home. But God showed me in this with this lady. Even if you touch one person with your ministry, your Sunday school class, your church, your Bible study, your podcast, even if you touch that one person, you made a difference. You made a difference. We've got to stop looking at numbers to evaluate. Now, numbers, we do need them to keep track of them. You know, and we do got to look at the numbers, but we got to make the numbers not important. And I remember... Praying Lord let the ones you want to watch. Be the ones that watch. And. Hallelujah. That's what I need to start doing again. Look at poor Ruby here. True story. Hallelujah. Was so blessed by. People. In a rental office. Worshiping the Lord on Wednesday nights and listening to the music and the Bible study brought her to God. So don't get weary in well-doing. The Bible tells you that. But I knew this before God spoke this to me. Because last Sunday I preached and God gave me a fresh anointing. And let me tell you something, saints. I believe that my online ministry will be along around for a long time. And the reason I know that because cuz I got to start looking at it. Okay? I only got two views in 12 hours. Okay. Those two people needed that touch at that time. And God brings them to it. The podcast me preaching the broadcast, you know, I did, I was a visiting pastor Sunday, at, like I was talking about, at my cousin Fred's church, and his online presence was recorded, there was 83 people 84, 85 people now, I think, that watched the original video they went live on. But my cousin also went live with my camera. For my God's internet church group. And. As to say when I was done. With the podcast. They had 63 people view me. Mine had one. But let me tell you something saints. Let me tell you something. That one that God's internet church. Was Blessed. By what the other sixty, at the point in time, sixty-three people at my uncle Fred's church, plus the congregation itself, was blessed, and that's what we need to look at it. And because of uh, it was a family thing afterwards, because you know it's family, and you know we got to get together, and we wanted to get together and see each other because we hadn't visited for a while. You know, I didn't get home too late. And I didn't do a Sunday night broadcast because I let the people know because I didn't know when I was going to get home. And, but, but, I was able to condense their singing to the preaching and I did put it on, I put it on both times, one in the morning and one in that night and I put it in the, the condensed one in the groups and let me tell you something saints the people on my record I didn't put the the full broadcast on in the groups I put it in one group but let me tell you something I only have 72 people recognized as group members in God's Internet Church group, online church but with their, 60, with their 84 people my last look 27 people on the one I modified and the video that got recorded like theirs 21 it came out well over a 100 and something people that got touched by God's internet church through Harbor Church let me tell you something saints it helps and I got refreshed but without Carver's church it's a little over 50 people that got blessed so far so God is building the numbers back up but I feel I can add in the ones with Harvard Church because it's the same video and everything just taped to two different cameras and praise the Lord God's using it to bless people and my prayer needs to go back saying Lord let the ones watching be the ones that watch it and if it's only one view it's only one view if it's 50 it's 50 if it turns out to be a thousand it's a thousand turns out to be a 500 it's 500 we gotta remember it's all about touching the people for the Lord and not business many people you got hallelujah so don't get discouraged trust the Lord he knows what he's doing okay on that note I like to say God bless you and uh, see you tomorrow for God's in another church podcast episode number 17 I'm glad that you joined us today and I hope you have a good day in the Lord because God loves you and I love you. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, reach out to people and bring let them be a blessing to them. So they can come to this podcast and get taught how to come to Christ in a lost and dying world. If they don't know Christ, but if they're a Christian, how to Like we just talked about how not to be discouraged in a church that maybe is not flourishing, but it does flourishing because God's bringing the ones that need to come. Hallelujah. That's what we got to remember. It's like we learn. We got to take it to God and then we got to let God take care of it. Hallelujah. On that note, I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, saying God bless you. See you next time. For God's Internet Church Podcast episode 17 tomorrow. And remember, right now we're only three days a week. And we're going to be studying our new Bible study on J.B. Phillips for this day. And i like to say God bless you and see you next time on, on God's Internet Church Podcast episode 17. God bless you everyone. Have a blessed day.